My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men. Sitting here with Jared today. Jared, it has been way too long since it's we've been, been a wild. podcast. It's been a while. Way too long, man. We have uh, changed settings, changed the set. We moved from out in a meeting space to actually inside of our actual office, which we're hoping will turn out to be a lot more convenient, but it's kind of been a hassle getting set up. It's been a huge hassle, but... It looks good. I think it's going to be good for us once we get everything situated and how we want it. Yeah, I agree. And it's going to make for us being able to do a lot more spontaneous, quick, yeah. fast content. We're doing pieces. it in the middle of the day right now. We don't have to wait till everybody leaves. Yeah, just this so. is middle of the workday and just been churning and burning through stuff. It's also been a crazy few weeks for us at work. Holidays. Yeah. Just came out of Thanksgiving, heading into Christmas, making some big changes around the company. So it's been uh, been crazy. You doing good? I'm good. I bought a table saw on Black Friday. Oh, man. So growing up, just been cutting stuff in my garage, so that's super fun. Made a homemade new coffee roaster. Been roasting some awesome coffee. So yeah, I've been good. You're just growing up. It's I guess I am aging a little bit when I find excitement out of table saws and coffee roasters. I don't know what it used to be, but yeah, I guess you know back in the day you get excited like when you got a new video game. Yeah. Or a bike. And now I'm like pumped whenever I get something that makes my day-to-day life better or easier. I will say I watched a ton of videos about table saws after I got it. And I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to chop off a finger. My mother's not listening to this. But I might chop off a finger. You don't have confidence in yourself? You've been doing some great stuff lately. It's just I I did like go on tangents when I am watching YouTube videos. And it always ends up like watching videos of disasters with... Yep stuff it's and a rabbit trail it's a death trap I know. it always it's just like webmd everything's worst case scenario yeah it's like when i uh, youtubed if i could come help you fix your garage door yeah and i realized it's like a massive death toll yep. just trying to fix one of those that's why i will never touch a garage door spring no because no. apparently if you touch it and you don't know what you're doing you're gonna die and that's why i don't like doing small projects like i just fixed our outside light super basic project turned off all the power to the whole house just for safety oh, yeah but I'm just terrified because mm-hmm. people I talk to, they're electricians. Like, no, you're fine. But all it takes is one shot. I know you're dead. I don't even think you're dead, but you're well, gonna be. You're gonna your be mind, a bad in, your, in your mind while you're working. That's yeah, what you think, sure. So. I just want my wife to come out there, and I've I've peed my pants. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. She already thinks I can't do things because I can't around the house, so I just can't. Every chance I get to not mess up, I gotta. It's, is that what happens when you get shocked? Is it like being tased, or your body just locks up and you it's like gotta pee be. your pants? It's got to be. I don't. You got to lose some function. So if you yeah. if you just really had recently had Taco Bell or something, that's got to be a factor. Good. That's got to be a factor. And you got. I mean, there's got to. You just got to let stuff out. Yeah. What if it? But what if it's an immediate superpower? It could be. That's how Emily and I have been watching the Flash, and that's how he got his. He got struck by lightning. I mean, I'm and just now saying. He's super fast. It's got to be, I would take the risk if I felt like there was a light chance. Oh, yeah. Like that guy in that video we saw yesterday that was hitting in the batting cages. <laughs> he was six feet that's, away. <laughs> that's a superpower. This dude This dude was at oh. like a entertainment, like a family fun entertainment place that has batting cages in the 75 mile per hour batting cage. But he moved like beyond like the red line that says do not pass. And he was standing like 10 feet away from where the the, the they feed the balls through. And... He's like, yeah, scientists uh, have come out here and said this is the equivalent of a 250-mile-per-hour fastball, and I hit 99% of them. And then he went on to say, he's like, I'm not saying I'm better than, like, 
Jose Altuve, oh, or, and he gosh. like listed some of the best baseball players. And I was like, he had one of the worst swings I've, I've ever. He seen. had like a, he he wasn't even coming through the zone. No, I mean he was. I mean he, I don't think he even got anything any loft on it. I think I think it was more impressive how accurate the pitching machine threw it every time because yeah. he was basically just had his bat out there and the pitching machine was hitting it. Yeah. He what, what's funny what got me the the most was that he had the exact number through the year. <laughs> Of pitches thrown to him and misses, and he was batting like ninety seven point two five percent contact. Plus, it's it's a straight fastball. It is a straight fastball. Throw him one changeup, and he tears dude, every muscle in his back. Yeah, that dude is out for the season. Now that that's a superpower. When you can go in a batting cage and hit um, just a, a meat fastball at two hundred fifty miles an hour, which I still think that equation's got to be close to wrong. I know. There's yeah. a, I know. I know you're getting that close. But it's not the same. Yeah, I think it would be easier for me to get used to that than it would be hitting off a pro pitcher. Yeah, because yeah, that's it's got to be like after, I, I bet I could make contact after ten pitches. Yeah, because if you can time that thing, all you have to do is get in a rhythm, and it's it can't be that hard. He also had a lot of confidence because he wasn't wearing a helmet. I know that's that's where I would probably back out is going that close and not wearing a helmet. I mean, I, I've been in batting cages before yep. that have not been the most accurate. I think I've been with you in a batting cage when the ball was thrown behind you. Yeah. I've, I've been pegged by... Okay, this is this is just that one place where they had super inaccurate uh, batting cages, and I got pegged. It'd be like, throw in the dirt, throw behind me, peg me, and it's just like, you never knew. Yeah. That's why I have awesome plate discipline now. Yeah, I have I have no idea how we got here. I have no idea. This either. is a good day, man. Superpowers, it's exciting. Superpowers in that dude's video yesterday, which was phenomenal. Well, we need to post maybe that that link because that is an absolutely amazing video. It was. And the, well, the funny thing was, the only thing I noticed the first time through was his sweatband was upside down on one of his wrists. Yeah, I don't know why it bothered me. So I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I cut it off, and he, I, I think he was about to like tell his story, and he was like, since since I was four years old, and I don't know where he's going to go with that, but hopefully it was just like a deep story. Ever since I was four years old, I've been coming to this batting cage and yep. something like that. Hopefully it was something like that. We just no. got deep into his story about how he's able to hit 250 mile per hour fastballs in the batting cage now. I watched the whole video. Did you? And I have no idea what he said because of his sweatband. It was an eye trap. It was a complete eye trap. I never even got uh, beyond that. So it was a complete nightmare. So, hey, thanks for taking time out of your day. Yeah. Thanks for letting me. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, no, this is good, man. I'm excited to do this. Here, just to go ahead and keep the normal modern madman rhythm, I. I'm going to just surprise you with what we're talking about today, because I know you love that. Mm-hmm. So what I think would be important for people listening, and I think for us, we've been processing this as a team for like the last week on, and I'm, I'll preface this, then we'll have a conversation, on media, right? So old school media, been around as, DesignWorks have been around as a company for 35 years. We've been working with companies forever. And, right, you had billboards, you have direct mail, like actual direct mail. You know what direct mail is? I actually got a piece of direct mail. I guess I always get direct mail, but I had a little thing waiting on my doorknob when I got home yesterday. I don't want to throw any shade, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. And I won't say names, so I don't say names. But I always get a direct mail piece from somebody that is a scratch-off to win. And I win $5,000 every time. That actually got me one time. I actually went to this place. I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually yep. went to this place to redeem my, I think it was $5,000, and I think one time I won, like, a watch or something. And I even, like, read the fine print because I knew it's, it was It's not crap, there. It's not there. It's not there. And I went to redeem it, 
and apparently it was there. It makes me absolutely not want to make a purchase from this place. I know. Because I understand marketing, and I understand like trying to do anything to get someone in the door. But it says that I won $5,000 exactly. cash, and it's not in the fine print. There's it's there's nothing. I combed it. Yeah, and, and it doesn't help that this certain type of business already has a bad reputation for like tricking people and yeah. then like in order to get people there you're tricking them through a direct mail piece that says they won five thousand dollars so that's not that's not good reinforcement it's a it's a bad look. reputation yeah. it's a bad look so you got tv you got gimmicky direct mail pieces and there there's a time and a place for all of these things you got billboards right people put highways up at some point they realize all these people are on the highway we should put signs up mm-hmm. so it just makes sense where people are is where marketers try to ruin mm-hmm. that's kind of our job Right, so digital came into the picture, started seeing like banner ads on sites. Google started throwing up search stuff. Facebook came around. Was there a lot of MySpace advertising? I mean, I don't, I don't, I probably, I'm sure there was. There was. I probably just wasn't looking for it then because I was just worried about my, what my profile looked like and when, what my profile song was. Yeah, I remember putting the code in yep. so that I could get rid of my top eight and go to a top four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even have eight friends, I don't think, at that point that were worthy. I'm pretty sure I had like a super emo. Uh, profile that was like a black background with like purple text. Oh, I, I can close my eyes and see it. Yep. Probably like a secondhand serenade or dashboard confessional profile song. Chiodos. Chiodos. You always had good music though. I'll give you that. I had, well, you always had some good music. That's playing. debatable for most people. Well, most people been, wrong. There might have been two, two of my friends that thought I had good music. Well, I was one of them. You're one, well, I appreciate that. And I've been up in, I better have been on your top hey, four. Thanks for that support. Like, oh, man, I thought it was great music. That's where I, MySpace launched my rap career, but that's a side note. Mm-hmm. So Facebook comes around, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all these different avenues that people are flocking to. Oh, huge side note. How interesting and crazy is HQ? HQ, I think it's a genius idea. Checked out HQ. It's like a live game show it's just it seems like extremely futuristic to me where everybody's like doing this like everybody in the world's doing the same thing at the same time and they're all tuned in but like there's uh i think last night there's over three hundred thousand people playing this thing at one time and the dudes who like created vine are the creators of it but basically it's a live game show that you can win money on and you don't have to pay anything genius it's genius it's absolutely genius so which is which can be interesting to see how they monetize it. Yeah, they, at some point they're going to have to have like questions that are like brought to you by or like some type of sponsorship. Or are, are they trying to get like? Are they trying to get their own show? Are they trying to get? They're trying to get investors to buy into this concept because it's kind of working. Yeah. I mean, there's some lag, but I think it's more Wi-Fi or actually yeah. user because it's the software seems to be pretty good, yeah. and they they have what two hundred. Thousand plus. Yeah, as far as their growth and like users, I think it's when we first started playing. There's like maybe a hundred thousand, and then last night there were over three hundred thousand people playing. Super impressive, and it's an easy game to share with your friends. Yeah, we were uh, I was at people in my house a couple Sundays ago, and there's like thirteen people on the back porch, and when it came on, everybody downloaded the app. Yeah, it's it's easy to get people into it. And it's free money. It's free. If money. you win, I'll never win. It's like brings people together somehow because like. It's kind of cool and kind of sad at the same time when you're like somewhere with people and you get that notification that HQ is live and you're like, oh, HQ is live. And then everybody grabs their phone and is playing and like helping each other in the group. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I love it. I'll say it's a good thing. So I did see that there, I don't know if it's their end goal, but one of their goals is to 
make the prize one million at some point. Which I got a long ways to go. I don't think I could even play that. I'd lock up. I'd be too nervous. I've also been playing a lot with my volume off. Yeah. And I by the time I read the question, I'm late half yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm so. terrible when I play with the volume off. So yeah. I'm not I'll never win that. But if you can create a platform, some form or fashion to get people into one place, you have a marketing opportunity. Yeah. And so the way most companies are set up, you have traditional marketing, you have digital marketing. And I'm interested in why those are separated, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're totally different platforms. But in reality, if it's all about attention, it's all about day trading that. It's all about getting content, attention in front of the right target people, mm-hmm. which I would argue that, that it's tough to really range that stuff with TV and radio. Yeah. It's tough to range it with billboards. Like, I'm, I know they have those new sensors where you can see I like, you can see how people like viewed it or whatever. Yeah, right. But, Digital, for all intents and purposes, you can get incredibly targeted. Disclaimer, I don't think TV and I don't think radio is completely out. Mm-hmm. I think there's always a time and a place for it. F- football games, yeah, people are watching. Now, I, I will say, huge shout out to ESPN's app. Super great. Being able to do like the watch ESPN, super great. NBC's, not great. They apparently on mine, what mine's set up is there's a timer. So commercials come on every three to five minutes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it'd be mid-play, commercial break. Uh, and then it would come back, and it'd be on commercial break there, and I'd have to sit there. I can even get my NBC app to stream live. Completely nightmare. So I'll is, pay for it, so I don't know. That's super frustrating. That's super first-world problems, but yeah. I need to grab about that today. So my question for you, business owner comes in, mm-hmm. small business, and they're looking at trying to figure out, okay, where should I spend my money? So before we go, I'm breaking this out into two categories. You have paid distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So hard costs, ads, materials. If you're getting to get a, a vinyl for a billboard, you're going to pay for Facebook ads, whatever, hard costs. Versus organic, um, SEO-driven Facebook content. Mm-hmm. Podcasts can be free if you have yeah. all this stuff. Um, would you say to somebody who's like, hey, I don't really have a lot of money to spend on hard ads, do you feel like it's a waste of time for them to be on Facebook and to create content for free? It's definitely not a waste of time. Like, I would say get on, I know we probably say this all the time, but just get started on like all the platforms and then you'll get some data rolling in that you can then use to your advantage and like um, either place emphasis on whatever is performing well for you and whatever you're getting engagement from. Um, so it's all about starting and then using the data that you're getting from that to then revise your plan. But you aren't gonna going to get any feedback if you never get on anything. So get on everything, and just by you getting on um, these platforms, you'll Cash. you'll get some type of feedback and it'll help you out as opposed to just sitting there and doing nothing. We even so. plan that. Yeah, that was the right answer. I actually answered a question without having to like restate the question to you and like asking what you what you meant. So. No, I mean that was perfect, and there was a right answer, and did I was kind of nervous. It? Did I get it? No, dude, it's, it's so dead on because I think the answer to everything, and I think the most underutilized thing in the digital space is data. Yeah, like it's it's easy. Like at the end of the day, you can spend your money. You can go stand outside and dance and hold a sign, which is great. And do a promotion, you can do a PR spin, you can do anything you want to do. But at the end of the day, if you keep doing it, you gotta know what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. 
the, the end number, the most important number is business growth, mm-hmm. right? Sales, people walking in the door, you want to see revenue go up if that's your tangible business goals. But how do you track stuff on the marketing side? And coming from what we came from in the traditional side, it was really difficult to really get a true understanding of what's working, what's not working. Yeah. Now we're digital. Everybody wants to destroy us on every analytic there's ever been. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm surprised the amount of people who do something that works, right, on Facebook. Like and share. That was a big thing for a while. Or they're doing some kind of scavenger hunt, giveaway, um, whatever. And then they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But they never figure out why it worked or how it works. What would you say for you, since you're the expert in this area? Did you hear that? I did. That was a compliment, man. You're the expert. So what would you say, like, without, I mean, you can say whatever you want, tools, whatever. Like, what are some tangible ways that people can start collecting data now for free? Hosting stuff. Besides, like, they can hire us. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can hire us, and then we can just do all that for you and get you started and post stuff and look at the data and then take it from there. But if you want to get started by yourself, yep. I mean, it's we say this all the time. It's as simple as getting started. Like, yep. just put, if you think something is not going to reach people, post it and see. I mean, and then you can change from there. I mean, data is extremely beneficial. Like in, like if you aren't uh, disseminating your knowledge, disseminating what you know about your industry, then you're never going to know um, whether people want to see that or whether they don't. So it can be, and it like doesn't always have to be business related. Like people will also want to see fun stuff. So yep. just a balance of like stuff people are going. So I was going through all these Instagram stats and uh, a lot of most Instagram users want to see content that is um, current, creative, and useful. Those are like the top three main categories. And this is like based on a survey. I forgot who did the survey, but that's the content um, people want to see on Instagram. And it could be different for Facebook. It could be different on um, Pinterest, Mm. Twitter. Um, but figuring out like what your audience wants to see and the only way to do that is to post stuff. So, um, you gotta find out. Yeah. I mean, you have a knowledge of your industry and people are always searching for answers. So use that to your advantage, answer questions, um, prompt people to message you to ask questions and see what feedback you get and then go from there. But yeah, you need to get that. You need to post stuff in order to collect data in order to use that data to revise your plan. Yeah. I, I think I'm surprised at the amount of people and it's something we're really fighting to get better at come into like a strategy planning mm-hmm. without any data. You know, you may know the type of person that walks in your doors normally and you may think you understand their rhythms in life, which really that's the game. Is what are, what are your people interested in? What are they looking at? Because the beauty is YouTube TV is going to come out soon. And no longer do you have to buy a network. Now you can actually buy that person and whatever network they're on, you see them. But knowing their rhythms, their behaviors, their buying patterns is, is incredibly valuable. Yeah. And I think people walk in with too many assumptions. You know, hey, this type of person buys from me. Well, maybe because that's the only type of people you've ever talked to. Yeah. It was a whole new audience pool. And I think breaking that stuff down, but the amount of people that give data, I would say it's got to be well over 50% of people that walk in with a game plan. It's not even close to where it should be. 
And that's okay. I think you said it a second ago. I think getting started is the best thing you could ever do. Because I think when you get started, you can't do it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just about getting started and using that as an opportunity to collect data. What works, what doesn't work, what platforms. And I think you got to try everything. Yeah. Which isn't ideal. It's definitely a time suck. Yeah. It can be It can be frustrating those like first month or however long it takes to like um, just do different stuff for different platforms and then going through all the sifting through all the different um, analytics to find out what works and what doesn't for different yep. platforms. So like the whole different platforms aspect can be frustrating and having to um, cater each separate piece of content to separate platforms. That can be frustrating, but it's going to be super beneficial in the long run. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think people look at the wrong metrics. People look at like page likes. Mm-hmm. Even website views, I think, can be can yeah. be a little bit sketchy. You know, example, what you're doing, you put out a lot of blogs mm-hmm. over the last year. I'd be interested in that number. Do you know? The number of blogs? Man, I don't. I quite got, a bit. I got quite the portfolio, though. You do. Yes, you do. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a lot. But it's interesting. I feel like sometimes you write something that I'm like, man, that's fire. No. That's, that's going to pop off. And then all of a sudden we come back and we're like, 17 views. And we're like, that's kind of, that's disheartening. Yeah. And then, you know, you did some stuff, obviously, that did really well. But what's been cool is that weekly, you doing those weekly tips. One, I think it's working because it's it's a rhythm. But two, I don't feel like those get a ton of views. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you aren't wrong. But you they don't. convert well. Yeah. They're our number one, they're one of our number one things on converting. And I've noticed a lot of people go from that to download an ebook. Mm-hmm. So... I think that if you get caught up in metrics of like views, sometimes it's not necessarily the number of views, but the quality of views. And so, I don't know. I just, I get frustrated and I don't think you have to be a genius. I think that's been the biggest myth is you got to know all the stuff about digital. Mm-hmm. I think it's less about that and it's more about taking the time to invest in learning the people you're going after. Yeah. What do they want? What do they desire? What are they looking for? And then distribute to them. Mm-hmm. YouTube ads, heavily, heavily underestimated. Yeah, I heard everybody say those are the biggest waste of time, but they're clicked on a lot, and people don't know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine if you were a plumber, and somebody goes, "I go to YouTube every time to search stuff to fix plumbing." I'm terrible at it. I've never tried to fl- fix plumbing because I just don't trust myself. Can you imagine if you went to YouTube, and you're trying to fix a, a clogged toilet, something, and you're searching? You're probably not going to find a local company that's going to mm-hmm. be on top of the search. Can you imagine if the ad before that played and said, hey, you're about to try to fix your toilet, but you're probably not going to be able to, so just give us a call. Yeah, that'd be huge. That's a game changer. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yep. We should do that. We should. Let's do it. Caitlin. Also, Amazon ads. I know we, we talked about this recently, yep. too, but if you have a product that you sell online, then I would highly recommend looking into Amazon ads right yep. now because they're super cheap. And 55% of people who are in the buying stage of their buyer's journey start their search on Amazon and not Google, which is crazy. That is kind of crazy. I don't know, I don't know if that necessarily... But it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if that necessarily is crazy, but it just seems crazy because everybody thinks like everything is done on Google. Are you a um, web browser guy or are you an app guy? Um, it just depends. If I liked, if the app is easy to maneuver, like some apps, they I can get around them a lot easier, and they even have like more features as far as like saving stuff yep. and that I can't do on desktop. So it just kind of depends what app. But a lot of the times, I'm an app guy. Yeah, um, it just kind of depends what I'm doing the doing during the day and how well the app is made. 
I don't know why I just always naturally, outside of like ESPN or something that's like a lot of data mm-hmm. all over the page, I always go to browser first yeah. for Amazon. I, I for Amazon, I will use the browser. Yeah. Which or, is interesting because well, it's a good app. Now I'm thinking about it, I think most of the time I do use Safari. I mean, like ESPN, I use the app. Um, I think most sports stuff, I, I will use the app. And obviously, like social, I'll, I'll use the apps. Yeah, that's but right. But I think like any like searching and stuff, whether it's product or just yep. for information, it's definitely browser. Like a bank or a credit card makes sense to me. Yeah. There's information's in there. It's super easy. But that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I guess because browsers have gotten so much better. Yeah. And people have it's built easy. better sites. Yeah. So I don't know. That, that's that's incredibly interesting. Um, okay, this is the last time I put you on the on the spot. This is prediction time. Okay. We need like a little like uh, keyboard so we can like have segments like prediction time. That's, that's what I really want this to be. Prediction time in the future is awesome segments. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to do. So prediction time. What what current social network app that's popular ish? will be gone in the next two years. Or, if not gone, heavily. We'll say next year, heavily down. Who's in trouble? And then the second thing is, do you have any prediction on what you think is the next big thing? It can be in anything. It can be in marketing. It can be in technology, social networks. Man, that second question is kind of hard. The first one, I'm going to say Twitter. Is gonna, it's not going to be dead, but I think it is more used. Like, I was using it all last night, Yep. searching for an update on the Steelers linebacker who yep. got hurt. Like, I was just looking. That's where I get all my news. Yeah. I, I use it for news, but as far as, like, using it for marketing or for business or anything like that, I don't think it's going to be as valuable. Ads are expensive. Yeah. I don't, currently... Like not even next year. Like currently, I don't think it's as valuable as it yeah, as yeah. it as it used to be. That's good. Um. So Twitter for that. As far as the second question, what was it? What trend? Yeah. Or what do you think's next? Like, is there something that you're looking at and you're like, oh man, I think this is something that's going to be the next next year. Or so it's going to start kind of popping. Man, I am not sure on that. I know voice is huge. Um, with all these yep. different. I think every single Black Friday ad I looked at, Google Home was in it. Like even places that I didn't yep. know sold Google Home. Google Home was in their ad. So I think a lot of people are getting those type things. So just incorporating voice yeah. into your marketing somehow. So I think we've we've obviously stated that before, and that's a lot of huge marketing people are saying that now. So I might be stealing that from previous conversations that we had and um, from other marketing people, but voice will be huge. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a crazy prediction. Okay, I think Snapchat's gonna be in trouble. So Twitter for sure. I, I'd 100% agree with that. But I think Snapchat's gonna be in some trouble. Yeah. Just based on just like some of the data stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it's going away. And it may stay like real heavy with like young young people. But I think Instagram brings the best of both worlds of Snapchat and Facebook. It does. And it's easier to find your friends. It does. It's easier to find new people. It's easier mm-hmm. to discover stuff. I know the Snapchat's got that discover page, which is fine. Um, and I think Snapchat made some cool moves with some of the shows they were trying to do and all that, but yeah. I just, man, I think it's hard to, it's, you don't want to mess with Zuck. Yeah. And he, he has the ability to rip everything off. And, and so I think Instagram is going to continue to grow. I think we're going to see something new. Um, which, cause I think podcasting is going to continue to rise. 
that people want. I think Facebook Show or Facebook Watch mm-hmm. is going to skyrocket. So that's my prediction. I think Snapchat's in trouble. So I actually just like wrote a blog on 10 Instagram stats that your business needs to know, and a, co- a few of them um, included stats about Snapchat compared to Instagram. And I think it was 35%. Um, I think it was 35%. So Instagram stories gets 35% more views for brands than Snapchat does, which is I pretty mean, significant. That's a pretty good jump. So I think that I think that prediction is spot on. And also, this kind of surprised me, like a fourth of the people of Instagram users spend the majority of their time viewing stories as opposed to just like scrolling through and looking like at people's profiles. Yeah, so, that makes sense. That's gonna yeah, be that's gonna I think, be super I think, interesting. I think Instagram's huge. I think Snapchat is also in trouble with these these stats that I found. Yeah. One in five Instagram stories posted by businesses receive a direct message. I mean, it's just so much easier to connect, I think. Yeah. You know? And you can so. search. And that's like that's hashtags. Like, that's huge is being able to I don't know, search for people and I don't know. I I like I was never a – I know Snapchat was huge with our generation. Probably is, it still is huge and for yeah. generation or younger people that are younger than us. Um, that didn't make sense. Of course, younger people are younger than us. Anyways, um, but I just like never got into it. Yep. I know like the, the filters and all that are cool and they, they probably have cooler filters still. But as far as like – ease of use and everything instagram is way better yeah i don't have to have another platform because now i feel like most people are just saving snapchat stories and putting them on instagram that's literally what i just did and i i I bet if they looked at their numbers would have a ton more views on instagram every single time so every single time away from me have you seen this app i know our wives were using it um I downloaded a while. Oh, Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Have you used it? I've never used it. So, do you know anything about it, really? It's like, kind of like a walkie-talkie type thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, a mixture for me of like a walkie-talkie and Snapchat. Uh-huh. So, if I'm snapping you, right? I don't think there's a, or if I'm doing Marco Polo, I don't think it's like a time. Uh, I think you can keep going. I, I don't know what the time is on it. But you can actually jump in mid-story and uh, watch. Right, so you can actually engage in that. So if mm-hmm. I'm like sitting there, I can wait for you and do like a FaceTime. But if you don't answer, it like records it and sends it to you. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting concept. I don't see them pulling it off. Yeah. I see Instagram ripping it from of them. It's going to work. That's going to be the problem. Who knocks them down? Yeah. You're going to do something totally different. But I do think there will always be some kind of, as soon as the quote-unquote old people come in, young people start to dip out. Once it starts yeah. to get flooded, that's it'll that's, start to move. That's kind of what is happening with Facebook right now. That's why... Every, the shift is towards Instagram now. And I think, I, I mean, we've said it for a while, man. I think Instagram's, I think just the search of being able to look at locations and hashtags. Yeah. And I think it's easier to consume as a consumer. I think it's easier. I mean, you can just scroll through and just, I mean, I like pictures. Yeah. I don't really want to read about your problems yeah, all the time. Yeah, like, if I care about you, call me or text me. I don't, I don't know. I don't really care about your stance on Trump or should Colin Kaepernick take a knee. So if you want, get a blog, and if you're good enough, people will read it. If you're not, then just tell your family, and, let, and y'all can argue over Thanksgiving dinner. I, I don't need to to read it. And so Instagram at least allows me the opportunity to see that read more and say, like, oh, this is going to be dumb. Yeah. The only thing I wish they'd change, and I understand why they don't do it, is links. 
which was yeah. a little bit easier to link because I would like to be able to do some different stuff with it. Yeah. But I respect it. Yeah. I mean, it's the craft, and you, you get one link, and there's a couple hacks to that, but I don't know. Do you think Facebook is just going to turn into like a whole like rants and raves site in a few years? Do you feel like it hasn't already? <laughs> it basically is. Yeah, so I, I think, know. I think, so. I, I think that is like a huge factor in the difference between Instagram is and Facebook is negativity. Yeah. Like, that's like, I won't say majority yet of Facebook is just negative, but yep. a lot of it is. Whereas Instagram, it's like a breath of fresh air going from Facebook to Instagram. I was uh, I was watching, I went back and watched Bo Burnham's last Netflix special. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting that he was talking about how social media was basically just the market's answer to the demand for everybody to have a platform and a stage. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wanted to have a voice. And not just like a, they wanted to be heard, but like they wanted to document every single thing they did. And so that's what social media is. And you've watched the evolution of people being terrified, of people finding out like, don't post pictures of your kids. Don't show where you live. Like, don't post a picture of your car because they know what you drive. To now every element of your life. Yeah. From the food you eat to the your thoughts. Man, I know people that will post on Facebook before they'll tell their spouse something. Like, that's a little unhealthy. Yeah, that's super unhealthy. Plus, I feel like we live in a world in a time when I, all the news, everything is, is just negative. Yeah. We got a new sex scandal. We got a new... Somebody kneeled for the anthem. Like, it's all, everything's a negative. This dude last night broke my heart, man. I thought he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. When he whipped his legs over, yeah, I was, was like, this dude's never going to play football again. That's that heartbreaking. Was, that was scary. But there's so many good things going on, too. Yeah. And I think having a platform, I think Instagram's better at that. There's still negativity, obviously. You got to be careful when you click on hashtags. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Even like ones that don't seem dangerous. I know. My golly. You, you know what you can't do? Entrepreneur. Don't click on that one. I haven't done that one yet. Do not click on that one. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't work close. Okay. Well. Not a good one. Is that part of their, like their, biz, their business? I mean, they're an entrepreneur okay. for something different. Okay. But, I mean. I was, I was like on a news app the other day, and I just went to the entertainment section, and the first five headlines in that section section were all sex scandals. <laughs> That's just, so, I mean, that's just terrible. And I, I would say the percentage of negative stories to positive stories I saw, it was like nine negative stories to one positive story. Let's get Caitlin and Taylor on the podcast next time, and let's talk about that again. About We didn't spend enough time on women and the workplace. Yeah. And the things that they have to go through. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. It is. And I think that, Caitlin and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, I don't think that it's any worse than it's ever been. I think there's just more light shed on it. Matter of fact, I think it could possibly, I wouldn't say better, but I think that they just, that somebody started talking and it started something. Yeah, it snowballed. But I don't think. What's well, a good snowball? Yeah, it's great. Dude, I, I say if you're listening, you have a story, I'd share it. Yeah. I'd love to do a whole podcast on that and let people know what Like that, that drives me crazy, especially to have, I mean, I hate for my wife to go to work and be afraid. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. And so that's a nightmare. That's a that's a terrible life. That's a terrible going to life. a place that you work forty hours, forty plus hours, and just being like nervous and scared the whole time. Yeah, that's a terrible life. Caitlin was just telling me stories of like different times of like from her friends to her, and like things I don't think about. Like I I never think about walking to my car. I never think about going for a run or a walk. I never think about when I go to the store what I wear. Yeah. Like in the workplace, like shoot, I'm lucky today that I even put a pullover on. I just want to have like a t-shirt on. 
You, you know. do under that pullover. I do. I'm a little unzipped here. <laughs> that might be. I'm gonna have to you're write you up for that. Losing yourself. That was that's probably not good. But I, you know, I, you just you think about that stuff, and and that's kind of that's a whole other podcast we're going to do. Yeah. But something's got to be done. I know. And I I think that just that mentality of the the man. Yep. Ran the world for a long time. The white man, especially. Um. Man, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we're getting too. into. We're getting. Into, this is like we got negative. See, we start talking negative, and we brought and all this like, stuff up, and yeah, it's it, natural. It everything, and then before you know, it's all over social media, and that's how it happens. That's an, it's that's bad. So here's I'm gonna do my my second prediction, um, which I think voice. I think you're right. I think voice is gonna be huge. I think I'll be interested when we don't have to even type anymore because I'm like almost illiterate when it comes to writing and reading. So this will be great for me. Um, man, if I'd have grown up 30 years ago. I'd be homeless. I have this whole like staple together. If y'all are watching, you can see this. I have this like whole staple together. It's ridiculous. Package of notes. So I'm, I'm like one of those weird people who is 28 but still enjoys, who works in digital marketing but still enjoys like taking notes on paper. I respect it. I just can't read my handwriting. And oh. my skill set is not in spelling or reading, which sounds really funny. But I grew up in a nice time. Like they were making fun of me the other day like – um, you know, you can't always Google stuff or whatever. I was like, uh, but you can. You can, yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about when I'm writing an email. I know what's right. I have to ask you if there's a grammar issue, but I can Google every word. Matter of fact, I don't have to Google anymore. You just get a red Google just tells it. me, and then I can fix it. Yeah. And then if I don't know if it's right, I just look at the dictionary. Yep. Well, you don't, you don't, uh, on your, okay, the you online click. dictionary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll picture you opening up a, one of those huge, like, brown dictionaries. And no. I was like, there's no, I've, I, I do know how to use a dictionary, though. And I do know how to work a library. I can go into the library and find a book. Hey, I, I like, love libraries. I made fun of the other day. Real quick thing. Chase told me about this app. Um, if you, do you have a library card? I do. So if you have a library card, there's this thing called L I B B Y. L I B B Y. And, it is, it's like a library, if you have a library card, I think you get access to it, and you can get audiobooks. Oh, see, our library in town has audiobooks. So, a library card unlocks all these. Cool. Super interesting. Oh, oh, it's by Overdrive. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. So, that's a, that's a benefit. Okay, so, voice, massive. I think the soonest thing we're going to see a massive influx in is going to be chatbots. Oh, yeah. I think the ability to contact a restaurant, a business and ask questions. I think bots have a negative connotation. Because, mm-hmm. oh, I want to talk to a human. No, you don't. You want answers fast. Yeah. And if you have to call, go through three different lines to get to somebody when you could have asked questions, and then when you get to a point where that question can't get answered, a human gets it, that's great. Business is great. Because you say man hours. Yeah. But even more than that, you get more information by the time you get on the phone. And for the consumer, it's great. Yeah. So I'll, very interested. I'll say... Um, our mine and Emily's credit cards expired this month, so we they shipped us two new credit cards in the mail. Usually, when we get stuff shipped and it's in a credit card package from one of the credit card providers, we just think it's trash. Yep. So we threw it away. So we are having to go and order new cards, and I've gotten I've tried to do it two or three times, and I get to the step where I actually have to call the person. Like the bot does everything, and then I have to call the person, and then I don't want to do it. <laughs> Uh, like if you please, totally understand, please just let me do this last step with a bot, please. I mean, yeah, that absolutely. But I think we're early. I don't think everyone's done it right yet, but I think it's going to be crucial. Yeah. And so I am incredibly intrigued about that. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, that's I was trying to think what I was going to say. Um, TGI Fridays. I heard this from someone. Um, you can so let's say Friday night. I think it's TGI Fridays. If I'm wrong, it's somebody. You like so Friday night. You normally go and you're going to have like a date night at home. So you go do a to go order. You pick up your to go order and you go home. Right. Mm-hmm. Next Friday, you're going to get a push notification that's going to say, "Hey, Jared, would you like to reorder your food?" You know, when you're sitting there and you're like, I mean, yeah, that sounds great. Sure. They said something, I can't remember what the number was, it was like 60 to 70% of people reordered. 60 to 70? Reordered. And it's to go, so you're not taking up man hours. You Holy have someone cooking it. Cow. It's genius, man. That automation piece is going to be everything. And I think we fear automation because it takes out jobs. Because it does, to mm-hmm. some degree. But if it's used correctly, it can also create more jobs. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. That's going to be interesting. I think that's... That's genius. I've always wondered, like, Amazon's gotten the closest and the best. Like, why can you not just create a Christmas list online that's easily accessed where people don't have to go through all this chaos to figure out, and they just one click, and it ships to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it comes out of their account. It's like using, uh, we use Facebook Messenger Pay. Yeah. That's like, that's super convenient. Which, if you're not on Facebook, I understand. But why do people use those other apps? I don't get it. Like, like Venmo and stuff? I don't get it. I don't know. If you're on Facebook, it's the easiest thing ever. And there's no delay. Yeah. And there's no charge. And you get to see the cool little graphic of the money falling. Which is almost worth, if there was a fee, I'd pay it. Yeah. So. Yeah. By the way, did you did you go out to any stores on Black Friday? Uh, absolutely not. I was I went, asleep all day. I drove around. Well, I had to drive around town because I went to one store to uh, get that saw. But it was like not Black Friday-ish. It was like a normal day. So I don't think anybody... Is that excited for going out and shopping yep. like at a physical store on Black Friday anymore? I think it's all yeah, online. I'd like to credit my dad, too, on that. He called that a long time ago. Yeah. Like, I, can't, I cannot remember when it was. I'll ask him later. But he called it like when he said it, I laughed at him. He's like, dude, we're, we're coming up on a time when you won't even have to mess with it. And now it just makes total sense. Yeah, it does. Why would you even think about it? But I will say also, as the millennial that I am, I sometimes want it like right then. Yeah. I don't really want to wait that 24 hours on to wait on Prime. Yeah. So I'd like to be able to order it to get it on Black Friday, but still get Black Friday prices. Yeah. So that's kind of selfish and maybe a first world problem of me, but. Yeah, it was, it was surprising. And I heard like stories from other people that like worked in retail that like Black Friday wasn't that bad. Yeah. So I look forward to the day where I can just get groceries. And just have the same set groceries every two weeks. Oh, I know. Well, I don't even have to think about it. Then you're just going to eat the same stuff all the time, though. I'm just fine. Or you can just get really good at repurposing it into a different food. Yeah. Just have a peanut butter sandwich one day and then a peanut butter panini the next. Oh, I could eat paninis every meal. Yeah. Yep. I can make one of the best paninis as well. And, well, that's what I hear. I've never had one. Well, you won't because you don't have enough money. You should bring paninis one one uh, Friday when we have a birthday. Nah, man, it's too much work. You, I don't. I don't do. I'm not like the fast food of panini. Just bring your panini press up here and let everybody build their own panini, and then you can just give like tips. Was hey, you're you're, you're pressing that for too long, bro. Yeah. I realized I was in trouble when I was just using like normal leftovers to make panini. You just got leftover fajitas and you're throwing it on bread, then pressing it. <laughs> no, hey, I will say a peanut butter banana honey sandwich pressed. That sounds amazing. Super good, man. That sounds amazing. It's super good. I made a lot of uh, quesadillas. Mm. But then I just started pressing weird stuff. Like, exactly. I was trying to make like a pizza sandwich, which was okay, you know, but you start getting to the point where you're like, man, 
I don't know. Do you have to have avocado on this? Like it was just it got a little bit. But yeah. it was, I mean, I, I need to get back into the rhythm. Yeah, I just did. I've I've gotten lately. I've been doing like the poor man's panini. I just make my sandwich and then toast the whole sandwich. So it's just what are you like toasting on? Just in like a toaster oven. Oh, toaster Sorry, oven. I, 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 I like okay. I like the crunch of the bread. Yeah, I agree. So why not just but toast I don't, your I don't bread first? first. And because because like if it. I'm making a sandwich cheese, it, it melts the cheese at yeah, the same time. I respect time. that. So do you know how panini press? It just changes it up a little bit. I was, I, you have know. George Foreman. Um, I've done that a couple of times. No, it's a little sketchy. Last one. Yeah. Oh, you pressed it on a George Foreman. I have. Not a great Are idea. Are you the panini master? I mean, what all what all objects have you used to make paninis? Um, two irons <laughs> from my house. <laughs> just went ahead and just heated those things up, and just then just. A, tss, 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 the hair straightener. Yeah. That was a little tricky, though, because you got to be careful not to, yeah. to break the bread apart. you got to kind of balance it. You can't just keep it on one spot the whole time. I just gotta... I backed Katie's car up to mine and just two mufflers and just... <laughs> panini. That sounds like a good video, yeah. for yeah. sure. How many ways can you make a panini? Yeah. You can make a one-sided panini in which all falls in the summer on the sidewalk. That is true. Maybe even in the winter. Today's like the first cold day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not cold. It's like 50-something. That is true. But... But it felt cold today. Yeah. Okay. I immediately just, I was like, I'm not getting dressed up. I'm just going to put on this light fleece. Yep. I'll call it a day. Man, I hope, uh, hope the audio's, uh, locked in and, and sounds pretty good. Might be back for the first time in two, three weeks. I know, way too long. Out. We have, some absolutely phenomenal people coming in, mm-hmm. and because of this change, they've gotten pushed way, way too far off. So they will be coming in soon. Um, we do have a Facebook page now, which we will start populating at some point. It's been, it's been crazy, man. Yeah. We're gonna keep putting content out. We'll keep doing this thing weekly. Um, quick update, because I know people are, if you're still listening, you need to know our fantasy football regular season mm. ended last night. And this is the first week that I am not in first place. Because I know. this guy overtook me. Got him. I got him. Here's the bad news. Uh, it doesn't matter because it's playoffs, and Jared and I both have a first-round bye. So, but if you remember from, like, episode, like, one or two or three. I think that was, that was one or two. I yeah. think it was two because the episode I was on. We made a bet that the loser between Jared, Aaron, and I had to take three shots of butt burning sauce and eat a habanero pepper and, like, a two-minute burn mm-hmm. before they could drink anything. So... Jared has just got to win one game. He's got to buy this week and win one, and he doesn't have to worry about it. I will play Aaron if Aaron wins the wild card game against John. So we'll see. Coming down to it, I still got a chance, and you technically could still eat the pepper if you yeah, if you if you lost. Aaron would have to win the wild card game, then beat you, and I would have to lose. lose yeah. So I mean, it's possible. My yeah, team, my t- team is trending in not a very good direction right now. No, but you're still you're still putting up 100 points a week. Barely. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll get knocked out first round probably. No. Like Philip. Yeah, Phil's, Phil's been on, on a rampage. So we'll have a video coming out with that real soon. Um, we will get another podcast out this week. Jared will have this podcast up. Maybe today. Maybe today. That's great news. And thanks for being patient with us for the last two or three weeks and coming back. Yeah, and we would uh, value um, any questions you have. Uh, Jared's been doing these weekly tips that people ask questions. I saw another question come through today. Um, actually, maybe it may just be the same one uh, so you're answering. But if you have questions, please message us um, at LDraper116, at JSVan. Are you talking about at Jared Van? At Jared Van. Or you can hit us up at Modern Mad Men Pod. 
uh, Modern Mad Men Podcast on Facebook um, and at DW Group. Yeah. Just any of those. Just hit us up um, and we'll answer any questions you have. Yeah. So my final important word for the day is when it comes to business and marketing, get good at your craft and then invest in either the time or the person or the company to try new things, try new creative, but collect data. Yeah. And then use that data to make more informed decisions in the future. It'll change your company. It'll change your game. It's a long-term investment. And the words that my wife's been saying to me the last few weeks, Rome wasn't built in one day. You can't get rich quick when you can. If you win HQ. If you win HQ, you, you could be rich quick. Yeah. Well, the million-dollar one, you could. Yeah. Um, but you can't get rich quick necessarily. So buckle in, have a healthy grind, and start collecting data and do some different stuff. Don't get locked in. If you're if you're north of 50, 60, you've been doing the same thing your whole life, take a shot. Learn something new. If you're young, don't get locked into the same things. Like Be willing to explore, try something different, and that will change the game. Mm. So, That's a good closing word. Yeah, man. I'm frustrated. I want to see people do something different. I don't want to see people waste their money. We don't want to waste your money. And I don't want to see someone else waste your money. Yep, exactly. Your kids deserve to eat. You work way too hard to get locked into some dumb stuff. So, also, SEO is a myth. We'll talk about that next podcast. Whoa, the teaser. Next podcast. My name is Logan Draper. This is Jared Van. Go Rangers. Go Cowboys. Go Mavericks. Stars. Go Stars. And go University of Texas Longhorns. Gig them. There we go. Hey, thanks for listening. This has been Modern Mad Men, and we out.